Sunday morning, you're listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio, here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire, to inform, and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer. Access previous podcasts of this broadcast, or you can even now access and download this podcast in iTunes. There is also information to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or even sponsor this show. Visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We would love to hear from you. ever felt like you needed a nudge, a push, sometimes even a kick to get you out of your place of comfort, to move you to where you need to be? There's places you know you need to be, things you know you need to be doing, but you just don't have that mm, to get up and get about doing what it is you need to do. Sometimes God has to do that for us. He has to nudge us, push us, even sometimes kick us out of our place of comfort that we might get to the place that he has defined for our destiny. You are not experiencing the rainfalls of the blessings of God when you're out of place. The clouds, it might be raining in uh, Ohio and sunshine in California. It might be raining in Florida and sunshining in North Carolina because the clouds above those cities or those states or those places where it is raining have become so full that they have to release what is in them. But if you're not in the place where the clouds are releasing, then you are not under the rainfall that is being poured out from the clouds. But sometimes it is your season to be blessed, but you're not in the right place. So God has to push you into your destiny, push you into your purpose. And that's what I want to talk about for a few minutes is pushed into purpose, pushing into our purpose by the struggles of life. Sometimes you're pushed into your purpose by the struggles of life, by the winds of life, by that which you seem to think are issues. Sometimes we think they are issues and problems and hardships, but it's really just a means to push us into the purpose that God has for our life. Sometimes we just get stuck in a rut. We're comfortable with what we are familiar with and we fight against change every time we are confronted with it. It's uncomfortable. It's hard. It's unfamiliar and we don't like it. We have to start over. We have to uh, rebuild our foundation. It feels like we have to reestablish ourselves, learn new ways and new processes, meet new people. And we just don't want to do that. We have to rearrange things that were already in their place and already comfortable where they were. We get like the disciples. God has done a work in our midst. And instead of us using it to propel us into what comes next, we want to build a monument and stay there forever. But God says you have dwelt in this mount. Like he told the children of Israel in Deuteronomy chapter one, you have dwelt in this mount long enough. It is time that you
you turn and take your journey. Now, the thing about it is God tells them you have dwelt here long enough. Your time here is over. And I believe that for many of us today, that the time in the circumstance you are going through has ended. You have been there long enough. How long is long enough? It's the time at which the purpose of God has been fulfilled. It's when God says there that you've been there long enough. It's time to move on. That's long enough. Long enough is not defined by when you get sick and tired of it. Long enough is not defined by when you're ready to move, but long enough enough is when the purpose and plan of God has been fulfilled. That has been long enough. He tells the children of Israel in Deuteronomy chapter one, you have dwelt in this Mount long enough. This Mount that you're going around over and over and over. It's been long enough. My purpose has been accomplished. My plan has been completed and you can turn now and take your journey, move on to what I have next. But the thing about it is in order to to move on from where you are to where you need to be. You've got to turn and get on with your journey. Sometimes you've got to reposition yourself. You've got to change the way you're thinking about things. Move yourself from where you are. Get up out of your comfort zone. Get up from your position of sitting down. You're not going to accomplish this doing the same thing you've been doing for the last 20 years. If you keep doing what you're doing, you will keep getting what you're getting. You got to get up up from where you are. You got to reposition yourself. You got to step out on faith, turn and take your journey. Be willing to experience what comes next. Many of us are afraid of what comes next, but you have been here long enough. The way that the scripture reads in uh, the message translation of the Bible, get up, get moving, get out of here. You've been here long enough. Get on your way and get moving. You got to head to the hills. God doesn't always tell you where you're going going to go next, but sometimes he just says, get moving, get up from where you are, step out on faith. If you are like most, we not only want to know where we are going, but we want to know the route we are taking and how long it will take before we will arrive at our destination. And we would appreciate if there are no surprises, no pit stops, no detours along the way. Sorry, but it doesn't work quite like that. God sends you out some Sometimes without the fullness of the plan, he commands you to begin walking. You don't know where the journey is going to lead, but that is why he said we walk by faith. We walk into a place that we don't always know where we're going, but we trust the one that's leading us on the path. We believe that he knows the way that I take. And when he has directed my steps, I will come into the fullness of what he has for my life. I trust that God knows my tomorrow and he knows my next week and he knows what lies in store for me. And if God says, get up from where you are, get moving on your journey, then he knows what I, what awaits me. And he knows that I can handle it. And he knows I will be prepared for it. But where I am right now, he's saying, I have been here long enough. Get up and get moving. Sometimes we would call that poor planning in the natural map out your route is what we say. Know where you're going before you set out on your way 
say that's what we say, but God's ways are not like our ways. His instruction rubs against the grain of our comfort zone. He will have you to scrap what you've been doing for the last 20 years and ask you to launch out into unfamiliar territory. Don't even think of discussing it with most of your friends and family because they will try to talk you out of what sounds absurd and unwise to them. He says, sit 5,000 down for lunch. We don't have any food. We don't have the means to feed them, but sit them down and expect that they're going to eat as though the meal has already been prepared. You set them down and give them the expectation that they're about to have a meal. I don't know where the food is coming from. I don't know how he's going to make it happen, but God said, sit them down. When you do what God has told you to do, you're either going to look foolish or God is going to manifest a miracle in your midst. God says to his disciple, get out of the boat and start walking toward me. There's no plank to stand on. There's no land to rest upon. The waves are boisterous, but you step out of the boat. I know it's never been done before. It defies the laws of gravity and stands against the common sense that you know to be true, but step out of the boat anyway. When all is said and done, either you're going to sink and look foolish or God will manifest a miracle in your life. The things that God has challenged you to do, called you to do, asked you to do, commanded you to do will make you either look foolish or God will manifest a miracle right in your midst. God has told you to go over and lay hands on that sick person and decree and declare life over them even though they've been given a limited number of days to be upon this earth. You're either going to look really silly like you're Pollyannic in your hope and expectation, just wishful thinking, or God is going to manifest a miracle in your midst. He does miracles so well. And we serve a God that says there is nothing too hard for him to do. He keeps calling you to do what seems foolish and absurd and ridiculous. He wants you to get the lesson to understand fully that with God, nothing is impossible. Unfortunately, we are slow learners and we need perpetual remediation to remind us that God is who he said he is and that God will do what he said he would do. But nothing is too hard for God. Nothing is too hard for God. Are you willing to take God at his word? I hear the words of Mary, the mother of Jesus saying, everything he tells you to do, do it. If you want to see the miracles of God, if you want to see the hand of God moving in your circumstance, everything he tells you to do, do it. Fill the water pots with water. I don't know why we're filling them with water, Lord. We asked for wine. Fill them with water. Just do what he told you to do and watch him work a miracle in your midst. Go show yourself to the priest, he said to the lepers, and you wonder why are we doing that? We've asked you to heal us, to have mercy upon us. You haven't done anything for us. You told us to go and show ourselves to the priest. That's not what we asked for. That's not what we cried out for. That's not what our expectation of you was. But he says, go show yourself to the priest. The miracle of it is, the secret of it is, as they went, they were healed. But they had to get up from where they were, take God 
God at his word and began to step out in faith to do what he told them to do. You've got to get up from where you are. Use the things God has given you. Trust in the providence that God has made for you and do what God has told you to do. It might look silly. It might feel foolish. It might sound crazy, but get up from where you are and do what God told you to do. You serve a God that does miracles so well. He specializes in things that seem impossible to man. It is not too hard for God to do what you are needing him to do. He does exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask, think, or even imagine. If you want to see the miracle power of God in your life, then you've got to get up and step out on faith and do what he called you to do. This walk that we have in God is a walk of faith. I've got to step out on faith even when the ground under my feet appears to be shaking and rocking and rolling. When the earth all around me is sinking sand on Christ, the solid rock I stand, you've got to be willing to stand upon the rock Christ Jesus and know that when everything else around you is failing you, there is one in your life that is full of consistency and full of faithfulness and his name is Jesus and he will never let you down. He guards his word to perform it and whatever he tells you to do, you've got to be willing to do it and trust that this that he is telling you is pushing you into your purpose. I don't understand it today. I can't explain it. I don't want to talk about it because you wouldn't understand it either. But I know that there's something pushing me from where I am to go to a place that is not comfortable to me, a place that is not familiar to me, a place that I've never been before. But I believe that it is the place where God would have me to meet the next level of my purpose and destiny in him. He's pushing me from where I am to go to where I need to be. I thank God for pushing me into my purpose. It says in Acts 14 and verse 4 that there was a multitude of the city that had become divided and part held with the Jews and part with the apostles. Some were on the side of the apostles and the others were against them. And it says that when there was an assault made both of the Gentiles and also of the Jews with their rulers to use them despitefully and to stone them, they were made aware of it. The apostles were made aware of it and they fled unto Lystra and Derby, cities in Laconia and unto the region that lieth round about and there they preached the gospel. It was affliction that moved the apostles from where they were to where they needed to be that they might preach the gospel because when they went to Laconia there was a certain man at Lystra. He was impotent in his feet and crippled from his mother's womb and he heard Paul speaking and he looked on him and and Paul looked at him and perceived the man had faith and he began to do miracles in the life of that man caused that crippled man to get up and walk he had to be pushed into his purpose because he could not have ministered to the man from where he was because this was a lame man someone had to come to him to minister to him he couldn't get to where the apostles 
apostles were. And that is the case with you and I. There are people that whose paths we have to cross and we will not cross their path where we are today. But when God pushes us into our purpose and takes us from where we are to where he wants us to be, our paths will cross with those who need ministry, those who need healing, those who need deliverance, those who need prayer, those who need words of faith and words of wisdom and words of of knowledge. And when he takes you there, don't be afraid to begin to unleash the power of God that he has given to you. You've been asking God to use you. He's taken you to a place where they are destitute and where they are hopeless and where they are disgruntled and where they are discontent and where they are sitting in darkness. You need to begin to minister the truth of God's word to them. He's put you in a place where they want all that you have. You're still complaining that he has pushed you from your place of comfort. You're worried about how you lost the house or lost the job or lost the friends or had to move or had to get up from where you were. Stop looking at it as a loss and look at it like a gain. Look at it like what God has for you. It is for you. You move from the city you are in to the new city and you weren't happy about the move. It wasn't the timing that you desired, but trust that God moved you at this time in your life, not to make you comfortable, but to use you for the glory of God. There's somebody that couldn't get to where you were, but he had to send you to where they are. And now that you are there, stop complaining about being there. Stop murmuring about how you got there and ask God to open up your discernment that you might see those in your path that he would have you to minister to. Nothing in your life just happened by happenstance. Nothing just happened by good luck. Nothing just came just because, you know, out of a whim, but the steps of the righteous have been ordered by God and he's took you that way on purpose that he might use you for his glory. There's somebody in your path that needs a word that's in your mouth. There's somebody in your path that needs you to lay hands on them by faith and command the healing of God to flow through their body. There's somebody in your path that needs you to break the chain a bondage off of their life to speak new life into them. There's somebody in your path that God has led you that way, that the purpose of God might be manifest through your life and you might be used for his glory. He has pushed you into the place where you are out of your comfort zone, pushed you there on purpose, and you need to give God the glory. You have a purpose-driven life. Be very sure that what God is doing in your life is on purpose. God is using you. You have a purpose-driven life. Walk in your purpose. I mean, the world can see that God's hand is on you. The world can see that God has a destiny for your life. You stop complaining and, and you align yourself with the purpose and the plan and the will of God for your life. And just tell God, now that I am here, I might not have wanted to be here. I might might not have liked how I got here, but now that I am here, would you use me for your purpose? Continues. That's when you know that God has used you, and you have a purpose-driven life. When you're walking in your purpose, connect. Your life has
purpose-driven life. Stop looking at the afflictions of your life as though God is punishing you. He's pushing you into your purpose. In the book of Acts, in verse 8, the Bible tells us that there was a persecution that arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the region of Judea and Samaria, and that is how the gospel was spread. When they were scattered, they took the gospel with them. God is moving you from where you are that he might accomplish his purpose through you ministering the truth of his word where he takes you. It's not that you have to preach it or teach it. Sometimes you just live the gospel. Whatever it is he has called you to do, you do it. But when you do it, you are a testament to the gospel and to the truth of God's word. So wherever you go, the gospel is spread. You don't have to be a preacher or a teacher. You're a Christian and wherever you go, you live the truth of his word. So you spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Who knows, Esther, you have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. God has moved you to where you are for such a time as this. Esther had been groomed her whole life that she might have an encounter with the king. Joseph was groomed his whole life that he might rise up to this place of authority and be a ruler of rulers in the palace of the Pharaoh. Joseph only got to his place of destiny and his purpose through persecutions when his brothers thought that they were getting rid of him, but really what they were doing was pushing him into his destiny. And it did look like a punishment. I'm sure it felt like a punishment, but the truth is it set him up for God to use him in the place where he was eventually promoted to his destiny. You've got to look at this thing through the eyes of faith. What God is taking you through and why he is taking you the way he is taking you is not to punish you, not to make your life hard, not to send more hardship on you, not to squeeze you and squash you and see how much you can take, but it is to prepare you for things that you are not ready to handle right now. It's to cause you to be in the place where your path will cross with the one that will help propel you into what comes next in your life. You didn't get picked for the promotion. You didn't get hired for the job. You didn't get approved for the loan. Don't look at it like God has punished you, but ask God, then what do you have for me? If it is not this, then what is it that you have for me? Because 
I guarantee you that God is true to his word. He cannot lie. He will fulfill his purpose and his promise in your life. He guards his word to perform it. If he said it, he will do it. If he spoke it, he will bring it to pass. God is pushing you into your destiny. It's not comfortable. It is not convenient. It is not the way that you would have chosen if you could have selected the route that you would travel, but it is the way of God. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts, but you've got to humble yourself under his mighty hand and say, Lord, whatever way you lead me, I will follow. And whatever you have for me, it's okay with me. My soul says yes to your will. Yes to your way. I accept your plan for my life. I will not murmur and I will not complain, but I will say yes to your will. Dear God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this privilege. We honor you, Father, for you are Lord over everything and worthy of our offering. There is no God like Jehovah, no king like our God, no savior like the Lord. And Father, we thank you today. Forgive us for ever having murmured and complained against the will of God. Forgive us for having murmured about the way that you have taken us. Forgive us for having complained when the when the road got difficult and when life seemed to be hard. Forgive us, dear God, for we know now that you were just preparing us for what is next in our life, pushing us into our purpose. And Father, as we continue on in our journey, may we see through the eyes of faith as you see God. And may we know, God, that nothing in our life just happens. May we look for opportunity to be used of you and to do the will of him that has sent us. May we look for opportunity to have your will manifested in our life, seeing those who need a word of wisdom, seeing those who need a touch from God, seeing those that you would have us to pray for God. I thank you for this opportunity to speak these words to those who hear, Father, that they might hear by faith and trust in your providence and know that you do have a plan for them. The thoughts that you think toward us are thoughts of good and not of evil to bring us to our expected end in Christ, to push us in to our destiny. We thank you, God. We surrender our life. Have your way. Move by your your divine will. And Father, may our mouths and our hearts and our faith say yes to your will and line up to your way, Father. We surrender all to you. Have your way in our lives and be glorified in us and show us the manifestation of your power. We sometimes fear that we will look foolish, but would you show us that you're just setting us up to manifest a miracle in our lives? You do miracles so well. Thank you for pushing us into our purpose. Let me fulfill the whole purpose that you have for my life. In the blessed name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Thank God.
thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? For information on this program, on how you can subscribe to or access previous podcasts of this broadcast, visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Until next time.